0: The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. Okay, so let's go ahead and get started with looking at the sutta, at the Kalama Sutta. So, um, in general, the Kalamas are concerned about who is telling them reliable teachings? That's the first thing that we encounter in the sutta. So essentially they're asking, whom can we trust? And they say to the Buddha, there are some ascetics and Brahmins who come to Kesaputta. They explain and elucidate their own doctrines, but disparage, denigrate, deride, and denounce the doctrines of others. And then other ascetics come and, and do the same thing. And so They're essentially asking, how do we know? know, Who can we trust? And so the sutta is a long response to this question and it has a lot of nuance to it. that's why it's gonna take us four sessions to unpack the sutta. So for now, at the beginning, we'll just start by considering this basic issue of uh, in whom and what would we tend to place trust? Because we do that consciously or unconsciously, we do place authority and trust in certain things. Um, That's just how we operate as humans. What are these things? Um, We tend to trust uh, people, certain people. Uh, We may place our trust in ideas or ideals that we're living by. Uh, We may trust something about our feelings, our sense of things, our intuition, our emotions. And we may trust certain ways of doing things, uh, methods. uh, And what does that mean practically when we have placed authority in something? It means generally that we would accept uh, from that source. We would accept what it says. We would at least be open uh, to hearing its ideas. Um, And quite importantly, we might be willing to base actions upon what we hear from that particular authority. Um, We may be willing to quote it to others uh, because we think it's true and useful and valuable. You know, all those things that you pass on 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 Facebook that you repost. So the Buddha was interested in this quality of humans and he actually gave a number of teachings about how we place authority, where we place authority, what we would trust. Um, it's not just this this Kalama Sutta, there are several others. So why? Why is that of interest? Well, it's actually, of course, a very deep question. What is trustworthy? This is an intimate question and it goes deep into our psychology and it's a crucial, crucial foundation of our spirituality also. So in this sutta, um, there are ten ways listed of where we might place authority and there's also uh, just to compare to another sutta there's one in the majima nikaya called the chanki sutta i'll I'll show a slide in a moment that um, talks about both of these and in that in that sutta there are only five ways they've been condensed down so it's maybe a little bit more manageable to hold in mind and that's why the uh the slide is going to show both of them so let me Let me go to that so we can look visually at what this sutta is talking about. So in the Kalama Sutta, it says up here at the top, come Kalamas, do not go by. And there's a bunch of things. And the first four, I've uh, I've grouped them into categories. So the first four are oral tradition, lineage of teaching, hearsay, and collection of scriptures. And hearsay just means something that we've heard from somebody else. And so this is kind of a, a cultural authority, something from our society, from our culture, from our, our lineage, our tradition. And so um, uh, the the shorter the other sutta, uh, MN 95, Majjhima Nikaya 95, which you don't have to have read, but, but you can go look up if you want. It condenses all of these into oral tradition. And then the in the Kalama Sutta, the next four listed I've grouped together, um, these are logical reasoning, inferential reasoning, reasoned cogitation, and acceptance of a view after pondering it. And I, I'm not sure I could precisely describe the difference between all of those, but essentially they're all part of our cognitive way of knowing things, our our mind, our head, our logical understanding. And the, uh, the Chanki Sutta uh, condenses these into reasoned cogitation and acceptance of a view after pondering it. So I see those two as being distinct because one of them is uh, something that we've thought about for ourselves, We've come up with ourselves internally by logic. And the other is something where it's a view has come into us from the outside and we have thought it through and decided that we agree with it. But essentially, <clears throat> these are all pointing to our our logical way of knowing. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then the, a third category uh, in these last two things named in the Kalama Sutta um, are the something that would be affective or emotional, um, our our heart way of knowing things. And these would be the the seeming competence of the speaker, how they present themselves, and you know, how. How much they seem to know, and then also a sense of because we think the ascetic is our guru. So you know, the charisma, the the fact that this person is a teacher, uh, they have some authority because of that, and we we have a feeling about that. And the um, uh, this other sutta has condensed those into faith and approval, where approval means something like we like it. You know, it it sounds right. It sounds good to us. it, it accords with Uh, what we feel good about and so these are all ways that we might um, Decide that we know something decide that we'll place trust in it Now it it is true that something that should be said explicitly at this point is that Some people many people have read the Kalama Sutta before and maybe heard it quoted on retreats for example in a kind of a popular top-level understanding of this sutta is that it says, you should trust yourself. So don't go by scripture, by oral tradition, by what other people say, by your logic, by anything else, but just you know your own feeling, your own sense. You can trust yourself over anything external. And that is, um, that's not quite a correct interpretation. Let's just say directly, that is not really a correct interpretation. There's more subtlety here, and there's more to be unfolded in the course of this teaching. So um, I hope you'll kind of pay attention through the four sessions that we go through, um, rather than staying with that simple idea that this is about trusting yourself and not other other things. Okay, so... Um, one might ask, then. I've put it down in the lower corner here. What's left? <laughs> you know, what is left after, if all of these things um, are to be questioned? And maybe we'll say uh, also how it is that the Buddha questions these things. He doesn't quite say that um, none of these are valid and you should never use any of them. He he doesn't say that at all. Actually, what he says, and it's more explicit here on the in the right column. He says there are five things that may turn out in two different ways, these five things that are listed. So what he means by that is that something might be completely logical and yet not actually true in the end. You know, We've really thought it through logically. We think it makes sense, but it's not actually true. Or it might be that something uh, we don't think is very logical, but it is actually true. There are things like that. And so he just says that these may turn out in two different ways. They are not ultimately reliable ways of knowing. And so uh, we are going to need something else, something that's more reliable. So, what is left? (laughs) Um, The short answer, just in case you're wanting an answer right away, the short answer is uh, experiential knowledge, something that we've come to through practice. However, um, there are the whole sutta is an unfolding of how we would get to that and various aspects of that experiential knowing. So, for example, um, ethics, you know, we're going to talk about that coming up in the next class, ethics is a reliable way of going forward on the path. Um, the heart practices of the Brahma Viharas, we'll talk about those, those are a reliable Um, method of knowing and of um, training our mind and of being in the world and also skillful speech as a particular aspect of ethics. We'll talk about that too as as reliable. In general, the the path of practice uh, that the Buddha offers is something that is said to be reliable, maybe more reliable than any of these more abstract ways listed on the slide. And so then, finally, to get back to the Kalama's original question, who can we trust, whom should we place our trust in, we can choose teachers who themselves manifest these qualities, that manifest ethics and the Brahmaviharas and other things, and are themselves exemplars of this path of practice that we're walking. So overall, the Kalama Sutta is a guide to how we can navigate the path in the face of the many complexities of spiritual life. Our spiritual life encompasses our whole life, somehow. It is complex. It has a lot of different components and parts and things that need to be integrated and um, made manifest, in a sense. And the Kalama Sutta gives us um, some guidelines about how to do that. So that's what we'll be covering over the next four sessions.